0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to our exhibition of Hamilton.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton,
0: and I'm Daisy Rosario, and you're listening to ICymi. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture,
1: and we are back. Cue the triumphant Rocky music. We are jogging up some stairs. Fun up back in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. We are still working on finding a permanent replacement for our dearly departed Madison. But in the meantime, Daisy has graciously agreed to strap into the driver's seat with me once again. Hello, Daisy.
0: Hello, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here for today's topic.
1: I'm glad you're here because I need you (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) I think one of the best things about Madison and I's partnership was that our obsessions were completely different. We did not share a single focus point. I'd talk about Tumblr, she'd grown. She'd talk about Taylor Swift, I'd nod politely. That's a great hosting combination, yeah. It is. But what that means, now that she's gone, is that I desperately needed to call in a ringer for today's episode, which is about one of Madison's obsessions, musical theater. hmm Somehow, every single time we've talked about musical theater on the show, Madison has not been here. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I asked you to give us your musical theater bona fides, we might be here for a while,
0: which is yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I I was a theater kid, to be fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so instead of us, you know, going through your filmography, your theater credits, I'm going to paint you a little scenario. It's 2 AM, you're like two or three margaritas in, and you've decided to give the performance of your life in your living room. You've got your broom microphone. You've got your dramatic blanket dress. What song from what musical are you singing?
0: Oh, okay. Oh yeah, wow. (laughs) I love this question,
1: um, because I have
0: to say these dramatic at-home performances do still happen. Of course, as often as they did when (laughs) I was younger, but they do still happen. So I got to go with something from Rent, which also probably dates me. I saw the original cast on Broadway (gasps) in high school. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. Like I won the lottery for tickets. So it was like unbelievable. That's so cool. It was incredible. And not only was I a theater kid, but like I ended up going to college for theater and like specifically Mm -hmm. performance art because, again, I was just like always chasing the big bucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So the song that I would choose, if I'm a thousand percent honest, is Over the Moon from Rent.
2: Only thing to do.
0: Only thing to do. The one where she's, like, performing her performance art song yeah. in the lot that is, like, full of homeless people or whatever. Like, that is the song. Over the moon,
2: over
0: Because not only is it, like, fun and weird, but it, like, scratches every itch. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with an Adina Menzel song.
1: Oh, literally never. What's funny is that... Um, I'm sorry to say this. That's literally the song I always skip when I listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> I still love that choice. I feel like it actually says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> I'm scared of what it says, though. That's for the audience to decide. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But now that we're warmed up, we've done a little vocal exercises, we've learned a bit about Daisy's psyche, it's time to dive in to the actual topic for today, which is the sordid tale of none other than Scamilton, the original, or not, musical. It's an illicit production of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tony-winning musical Hamilton, and it's recently gone viral on TikTok, but not for any of the good reasons. Scambleton was staged by the Door McAllen Church in McAllen, Texas, and I'm sure you can guess where this is going. As churches in Texas are known to do, they modified the original text to fit their ideology, adding Ooh. some religious themes, some new turns of phrases, and some sermons that are homophobic. Yep. Ah! <laughs>
0: And to top it all off, that all comes together to create what is, uh, you know, it's a not good production, <laughs> essentially. Like, I do want to acknowledge there's a lot of just like what are clearly like young parishioners in mm-hmm. this. And I don't really mm-hmm. want to judge their individual performances too much. But let's say that overall, as a production, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow and it has managed to catch the eye of none other than Lin-Manuel himself. So after a short break, we are going to get into the hilarious details of this performance in the way that, of course, TikTok helped bring it to light.
2: This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria algae body oil and Andaria collagen body lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's o s e a malibu.com code GLOW.
1: And we're back in the room where it happened, Daisy. Can I tell you a secret? Yes, please. Actually, I would like to retract that. It's not really a secret. I don't want to oversell this, but it is something I've never shared on this podcast because it's wildly specific. There's no reason for it to be brought up, except for now. Oh, okay. Do tell. Okay. So my high school, which had a very good football team, to be clear, played against McAllen in the games before the championship, which is called the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's usually the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very good at this. That's fair. But importantly, we lost. And it was the only game we lost that year. Oh <laughs> and so for quite literally a decade, I've held a grudge against the city of McAllen, which is none other than the city where the church that put on Scambleton is located.
0: Oh my god. Okay, I love this like highly specific intra-Texas animosity.
1: <laughs> so way back in the beginning of August, which it was a month ago, but feels like so much longer ago, so much longer. there was an evangelical church in none other than McAllen. And they made a big mistake, M- many big mistakes, that has given us content for at least the next several months, if not a year. They decided to stage an unauthorized production of a musical. And here's where I admit my ignorance. I can admit when I don't know something. And I will say until quite recently... I assumed that once a musical had been staged on Broadway, that anyone anywhere could stage it for themselves. And that is oh. apparently very wrong. I yeah, don't know why totally I wrong. thought that. but that's I was like, once wrong. it's out there, anyone can do it. I thought it was like you you put out a poem and anyone can read it anywhere. No. Wrong. Incorrect. No, not at
0: all. I mean, I won't get into all of the details, but I do know quite a lot about show licensing, particularly plays and musicals and pretty much any version of a, musical that you're seeing has been licensed. Like, even if you go to, like, your cousin's second-grade production of Annie, what they are performing is a licensed version of the show called Annie Jr. That was, like, re-scripted for kids. Like, literally, it is always licensed. And these rules are really, really strict.
1: So, apparently, this church was operating under the same set of misconceptions I was. (laughs) Which is that it's out there. Might as well do it. Why not? Um, (laughs) Or maybe... Maybe this entire saga is actually just a little, a little parable about hubris. Or That's my gut instinct. <laughs> maybe they saw Barlow and Bear and thought, I can do better than that. Yes, that is a reference of the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, on August 5th and 6th, they staged production of Hamilton that they put a lot of money into based on the ad for it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You might be thinking, those voices sound really familiar. And if you are, hello Hamilton superfan, I see you, I know you, and you're correct. Here's the trailer that Disney Plus produced for Hamilton when they added a live performed version of it onto the platform. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show.
0: Oh my It's the same God. thing. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like inspired by deeply but no that no! is just the same thing. They use
1: the same track from Disney. <laughs> that is
0: wild um, but also you will probably be unsurprised to learn that now Disney is involved right so mm-hmm. great choices being made here. So good. So this was their second mistake and believe me more will be made. Like, for example, (laughs) live streaming one of the performances and uploading it to YouTube on August 6th. Never give the internet video footage that they can chop and screw up because they will. (laughs) And they did. The first reports about what the internet now affectionately refers to as Scamilton came from the theater community. One of the first articles came from the On Stage blog and they cited Howard Sherman the director of the Arts Integrity Initiative, who noted the fact that Scamilton not only changed lyrics, but tacked on a homophobic sermon to the end of the play. We'll get into some of those changes later, but suffice it to say, those were the first people who noticed it, and they were definitely not
1: the last. That's right, because enter TikTok, stage left. By the end of August, the hashtag scambleton on TikTok had more than 40 million views as eagle-eyed viewers notice some changes. There are a lot. And in true TikTok fashion, an entire universe has cropped up around Scamilton. The hashtag also includes analysis of the legal goings-on, which we'll talk about later. There are skits about what Scamilton versions of other plays like *A Wicked would sound like. And then, of course, there are the best of Scamilton videos, which we will play for you.
0: First up, we've got this rendition of one of my actual favorite songs from the show, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. Can I
2: show you what I'm proud to start? I established the first private orphanage in New York City.
1: The orphanage. I introduce
2: hundreds of children to Jesus as they're growing the up. Orphanage. Always-
1: I'm not sure what I love most about that. The second orphanage that just never fails to make me laugh because someone missed their cue. A few someone's missed their cue. Or the fact that earlier in the song, they basically completely scrub out Angelica Schuyler. This church was basically like, fuck Sisterly Bonds. We have Jesus. Right. We don't care about <laughs> Angelica Schuyler. Jesus will take the place of your sisters. And Peggy. <laughs> oh, poor Peggy. <laughs> but speaking of Sisterly Bonds, I just feel like we have to listen to this version of Skylar Sisters, which is immaculate.
0: Oh, there's forgotten
2: lines honestly
1: same King George I too sometimes just want to stop in the middle of talking and I'm like well <laughs> where was I where I was I <laughs> Um, there's whatever the opposite of a harmony is.
2: I,
0: uh,
2: I, uh,
0: I just, uh, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I really don't want to be, uh, mean to the individual Uh, people doing it because I actually love amateur theater and I want people to just enjoy their artistic hobbies more without having to monetize them. But they did put this online. So let's just acknowledge that.
1: They did. They did. Listen, I'm tone deaf, but I also would never stand up on a stage because I know I'm tone deaf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's also, uh, you know, let's not forget about those random sermons.
1: Stop running from God, Alexander. His word says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness.
0: And I guess a sermon isn't unexpected for a church, but it's not like it's replacing something in the play. They just shoehorned a sermon in there. I mean, honestly, part of what's really weird about it is that it's like 92% the regular show and then Mm -hmm. with like some lyric changes about Jesus and then some sermons. And there's also so much of probably the one thing that we could have really expected, which is censoring.
1: Yes. Boy, did they censor. (laughs) Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health. And in a prosperous enough position to put wealth in the pockets of people like me, you see. That was my wife I saw you with. Wow. Look, she courted me. In case you haven't seen Hamilton, he's referring to adultery. And they refer to it much more explicitly in the play. I would actually like to shout out whoever plays Aaron Burr in this production. Because he is carrying the show on his back. He needs to see a chiropractor because my man, his back must hurt. Like, this version <laughs> of Wait For It is not bad at all. I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it.
0: Okay, we see you, Aaron Burr. We see you.
1: I think the guy who played Aaron Burr is that guy in the group project who shows up knowing he's the only one who has actually paid attention for the entire, you know, semester and he's going to be doing all the work. (laughs) And it's working. Get that man a real stage.
0: Yeah, (laughs) respect to uh, the actor playing Aaron Burr. And I mean, Mm -hmm. at this point, some of the more depraved among you might want to go seek out the full version of this. Musical? Uh, unfortunately, it only lives in the afterlife of the Wayback Machine because the dor McCallum Church has taken down the live stream because, surprise, surprise, none of this is legal.
1: <laughs> We're going to take a short break, remember what a harmony sounds like, and when we come back, we will get into Lynn Manuel's involvement, the church's response to said involvement, and the future of Scamelton, the unoriginal musical. And I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available
2: now. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C.,
1: Hey y'all, if you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. You'll be supporting the show ICYMI would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. And you'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Hang Up and Listen, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, and Big Mood Little Mood. And you'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever, ever, ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com/icymi plus to sign up. That is slate.com/icymi plus. And we're back with more scams, Daisy. I have a philosophical question for you. Okay would you say this is technically a scam Mm. I feel like if you're going to a production of Hamilton put on by a local Texas church
0: you know what you're signing up for yeah that's true that's true except the thing about this church is that they also lied to their congregation
1: oh a church lying in this economy shocked (laughs) color me shocked I need a fainting couch
0: (laughs) (laughs) So during an August 7th sermon, the pastor of The Door said that the Hamilton team gave them a license to do their production. So we would like to once again thank the Hamilton team for giving us the license to perform our version of Hamilton. Uh, we did post, people got a little excited, and so we posted Uh, some footage online Uh, we were immediately contacted by a lawyer from the Hamilton team and uh, asked us to remove the footage we did that immediately we apologized uh, for any inconvenience and uh, she gave us the okay to continue last night and so we're very grateful for the Hamilton team thank you so much for entrusting us with such an amazing amazing play amen Now, this would be a pretty big deal for a few reasons, and it also raises a lot of questions. Now, first, Hamilton isn't granting amateur or professional licenses for any stage productions. Shows don't usually even do that until the original Broadway production has ended, and it's still running. So why would they grant one to this random church? Mm -hmm. Second, Disney's involved. Not much really needs to be said about how they feel about their IP. So how are they feeling about this? And third, if the Hamilton team gave their permission did they also give their permission to change the lyrics and add in the homophobic sermon at the end? Because even if you do have a license for a show, it's usually so explicit in the license that you are not allowed to change anything. And oh. if you're allowed to change anything, it's clearly listed what you're allowed to
1: tweak and what you're not allowed to touch. Again, as someone who thought you could just go out and stage a production of Rent whenever you wanted, this these are all amazing questions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And now we have answers, because on August 8th, a Hamilton spokesperson told Ryan Wood, an executive producer at a local Dallas TV station, that they, in fact, did not grant a license to the Door Church.
1: Wait, I know you said they lied, but I didn't mean they lied like this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. According to this statement,
0: the Hamilton team was made aware of the unauthorized staging on August 5th and immediately issued a cease and desist letter and Mm -hmm. a demand for the removal of any videos and images on the internet. However... Apparently, the official Hamilton team is a benevolent bitch because they told the door that they could proceed with the August 6th performance on the condition that there was no evidence of the performance existing. But it also seems like the Hamilton team did not know that the church had made changes to the script because in a follow-up statement, they said that they were reviewing those changes to determine further action.
1: If there's anything I've learned from the past like 25 minutes is that you can't make changes (laughs) <laughs> no, you can't. To musical. A musical. <laughs> No, you really can't. Because it seems like more than anything else, those changes are really what got the church in trouble besides like the unauthorized staging of it. Because yeah. on August 9th, the Dramatist Guild, which is a phenomenal name, just a pheno- phenomenal name. It's giving Shakespeare. It they is. issued a statement with the hashtags, don't change the words and don't change the music, which unilaterally condemned the church for... Changing the words and the lyrics and the music. Yeah,
0: I mean, see what I mean? Licensing does not usually allow for such
1: changes. I'm going to read a bit of the statement because the Dramatist Guild, they gave drama. Love it. We hold up the Door McAllen Church's brazen infringement to shine a light on the problematic pattern of some theatrical organizations performing authors' work without a license and rewriting the text without authorial consent. No organization, professional amateur or religious is exempt from these laws.
0: And then Lynn himself retweeted it saying grateful to all of you who reached out about this illegal unauthorized production. Now lawyers do their work and always grateful to the at dramatist guild who have the backs of writers everywhere, be it your first play or your 50th.
1: I'm now thinking about becoming a playwright just to join the dramatist guild because I <laughs> love a union, but I especially <laughs> love a union with a fancy ass name. Like, <laughs> and also because unions get results including what is functionally a notes app apology it's so funny that the beginning the dorm account was like actually we have the right to perform this and then the dramatist guild got involved and they were like no we didn't no sorry no Um, no sorry we didn't On August 23rd, The Door McAllen uploaded a statement to Instagram that basically completely contradicted their earlier statements because I'm assuming they heard from some dramatist lawyers.
0: So the statement reads, in part, because this this was long, so we, we made a choice. The Door Christian Fellowship McAllen Church did not ask for or receive a license from the producers or creators of Hamilton to produce, stage, replicate, or alter any part of Hamilton, nor did we seek prior permission to alter Lin-Manuel Miranda's work by changing the music, the lyrics, deleting songs, and adding dialogue. Our ministry will use this moment as a learning opportunity about protected artistic <laughs> works and intellectual property. Lastly, we will pay damages for our actions.
1: (laughs) Not a learning opportunity about artistic works and intellectual property. How are you going to put that on the sermon? I'm just, I want to hear what the, I just want to hear what this like proselytizing for intellectual property is going to sound like. (laughs)
0: Right. And I mean, at this point, the damages are undisclosed. But a spokesperson for Hamilton said in a statement to the outlet Law and Crime that they will be donating all damages to the South Texas Equality Project, which is, quote, a coalition of organizations that work to advocate for, celebrate, uplift, educate and provide support to the LGBTQIA plus community of the Rio Grande Valley.
1: I love that. I love it, too. This is really this is coming up. Coming up, Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) And fortunately, or like unfortunately, depending on how you feel about scams and artistic infringement, this might not be the last we hear of this specific church because some internet sleuths noticed before the church wiped their entire YouTube page that Hamilton is not the first musical that this congregation has remixed.
2: You've read the Bible before? Oh, that old book? It isn't
0: any different from any other fairy tale.
2: This isn't just any book. What other story do you know of an innocent prince who chose to become like everyone else, only to be hated and killed to free his people? Jesus Christ. Because of his sacrifice, we can have hope of being changed, no matter how hopeless our lives have become.
0: But do you really believe that someone would sacrifice their life
2: for a beast like me.
1: That's Belle from Beauty and the Beast, converting the beast to Christianity. So, for some reason, this church has decided to like fully take Disney on as their enemy. I don't know why. <laughs> oh
0: my God. And then, okay, and then this is a clip from kind of, I mean, all musical theater is gay. I say this as a gay, but like probably the most unofficially gay musical of the last few years is the movie The Greatest Showman. I turned my back on all of y'all when y'all needed me the most.
1: And I'm sorry. I abandoned you. So please, I ask you to forgive me. And God, I did the same thing to you My favorite thing about that production is that people on TikTok are calling it the greatest con man, which... Oh, I like that. I like that, that too, right? Right? I feel like we usually end on some lesson, I guess. But don't steal is in the Bible, and respect copyright laws is common sense. I don't know. We've had to talk about it a couple times now, (laughs) lately. That is true. (laughs) Barlow and Bear is on the line right now. (laughs) But I feel like the true lesson of today is I will always get my revenge, even (laughs) if it's 10 years later and requires multiple (laughs) Christian-fied versions of musicals. I never lose. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I love that for all of us. All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss a scam musical, a scam musical, if you will. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your parishioners about us. Don't tell your parishioners who are committing copyright crimes about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can damage your questions or other legal versions of musicals. And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI
0: is produced by Daniel Strader and Rachel Hampton. I'm Daisy Rosario, Slate's Senior Supervising Producer of Audio, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or on
1: Broadway. Having seen the Chicago production, I was like, I finally get that Hamilton's supposed to be sexy. Because <gasps> Hamilton's like,
0: supposed to be sexy. Hamilton's
1: supposed to be sexy.